Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta. This is the place where we speak with the most up-and-coming entrepreneurs to figure out how they've built the life of their dreams. This episode is also sponsored by the Scandinavian furniture company Produkta. This episode is also sponsored by the Norwegian accountancy system TripleX. And our last sponsor is Bilagsfeber, the Norwegian accountant firm. And today we have the pleasure of speaking with Marissa Abraham. She has since 2008 been an interdisciplinary artist with a mission to amplify love and connection through a plethora creative expression. Yeah. Uh, and currently, she is the head of creative at Liliana Naturals, which is a clean skincare brand with small town origins in the USA. And she operates as a partial business owner here. Uh, she's managing all the hiring, the community development, marketing and leadership. And she's a real creative and also how to build a brand, which is really interesting with Marisa, I think. Um, and today I want to talk to you about, you know, creativity branding, self-leadership, how to connect with your inner self while also being a savage businesswoman and how to balance this. You just got married through yes. an entrepreneur. Uh, you have lived in New York for one year and we got connected through my other friend and also guest in this podcast, Christine. So let's have an open conversation about your journey and how to build your dream life. Welcome to the business talk, Marisa. Thank you so much, Henrietta. <laughs> I'm really, really happy to be here. Like you said, it's my first podcast and I have a lot of ideas and creative things to share. So thank you for trusting me to come here and speak about my, my dream life. <laughs> of course. But can we just start before we go into the dream life and your visions for the future? Can you just tell us about yourself? Tell us about your upbringing. <gasps> now the lightning went off. Oh my oh, God, wow. there's a storm outside. <laughs> okay, so, cool. so we're here in New York in the top in the 40 se 42nd floor and there's a storm outside. So this is quite cool. But anyways, tell us about you, Marissa. What made you the person you are today? Wow, that's a very thoughtful question. Thank you. I um, was born in Palm Desert, California. Well, Palm Springs, technically, uh, which is a small area about uh, east of LA, two hours. Um, and it is uh, where I spent the first 17 years of my life. My mother is of Japanese-American um, descent, and my father is of German descent. He actually grew up in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up in a household of lots of love and lots of music uh, and lots of creativity. My father actually played the piano the first day I came home from the hospital. He put me on his lap and played a song and a tune I still remember. Mm -hmm. So ever since I was born, there was always this classical music in the house. And um, just, a, I guess, I've always associated music and art with love because it's what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that my family is probably the biggest thing that shaped me growing up. Mm -hmm. I was very close to them. I have one brother. Um, and then my grandmother on my mother's side, my Japanese grandmother, lived a few blocks away. Yeah. So she also really helped raise me yeah. and is someone that I always point to when people ask me where I come from because she, to me, embodied love. She was like an angel on earth to me. She you know, helped raise me, but was also just a really beautiful person 
who was always creating. She was a seamstress for most of her life, so she would make clothes for my whole family and then she'd match the outfits and actually make outfits for my stuffed animals. <laughs> and like, she was just always creating. And when she wasn't creating, she was repairing. So it was always this productive, beautiful energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and you so. kind of adopted that? Definitely. I would go to her house after school and I would like learn how to make little pillows for my stuffed animals or make my own clothes or um, just, you know, listen to music and play and daydream mm. in the sunny desert where I grew up. So um, that's that's a little bit about my yeah. background and how I grew up. And I have a really interesting question for you. Like if you would if you would take Marissa and extra extract it, you would make like an essence, you would make like one one cream or one essence like one vitamin c serum kind of what's your essence you would extract yourself into one thing what what is that oh that's a hard one <laughs> i'm sorry to bring <laughs> like, this up so early no, no, let me think let me think i mean i love the word magic i think everyone has their own magic inside and so if i had to just pick one word i like that word it's mm -hmm. like I would love to be like a little magic serum like a bottle of I don't want to just be one ingredient though I'd want to be like love magic and maybe connection mm -hmm. um bottled up into a little magical probably like a facial mist yeah. more than a serum you yeah. know because it just refreshes and kind of like gives you a little Sparkle. Nice, nice sparkle. Exactly. It would definitely be also a sparkle. A sparkle. Sparkle serum. <laughs> okay, nice. Tell us about the company you work with now. Tell us about how you built up Liliana. You told me before we started the podcast, you've you bought this company from a little family and now you're kind of running it again as a family, right? Together with your husband. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what is your role there you're creating and what are, what are you creating? So tell us. Yes. Um, so uh, just... To clarify, my husband bought the company with his sister in 2020 um, before we even knew each other. And when I first met him, I looked around at the products that were in the house and I said, oh, this is your brand that's really nice. I can maybe help you here. <laughs> There was a couple of things I noticed that, you know, with the visual um, consistency or inconsistencies. And so I thought, I think I could offer some help here. Mm -hmm. um, and so at first we didn't really want to, you know, mix work and love because we were new, newly in a relationship. But as we kept going, I thought, I can really help you here. I can really help you and I want to. So eventually we just started doing like a little bit of me helping out with graphic design and kind of just like getting in there and getting to know some of the team. Um, and then that grew into uh, let's rebrand the entire company. Yeah. Um, and I uh, led that effort. So, um, you know, we basically now what you see of the brand is an entirely new logo, new color palette, new type um, faces, and new packaging. And I mean, the essence of it is still the same. It's clean, natural beauty. Um, and it's, you know, got beautiful kind of old style uh visuals because we do allude to grandmothers or women that take care of others um, our like main customers are mothers teachers nurses grandmothers mm -hmm. so we saw that thread and we wanted to still like allude to the old time kind of you can trust this this has um, been around it's something that your mother could use your grandmother could use the granddaughter could use intergenerational so actually that's the piece that we've been playing into more and more as we mm -hmm. build this brand 
Mm -hmm. um, how can we stand out from all of the competition and the noise? And the fact that we are a family-owned business, yeah. uh, family-owned and operated, it's my husband, myself, my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, yeah. and even our nieces sometimes like show up in some of the photos um, and yeah. photo shoots. So um, I, I can see that there, that there is like the branding is not it's not towards the young 18, 19, 20-year-old girl. This is more like more like with flowers and you, you I see my grandma in this. Mm -hmm. So so this is. This is uh, interesting that you're saying this because, like, you open, like, uh, how do you say it? This, you definitely have an eye for branding and, and how to kind of um, see, see the creative sides of a business. And you've always also been paid for doing these things on the side mm -hmm. since 2008. Yeah. So where, where, did this, where does this creativity and and passion for branding and, and, and making stuff. Where does this come from? Definitely from my family. Like I said, I started playing piano um, at age four. So, you know, I was always surrounded by my parents playing, my grandparents playing. Almost everyone in my family plays mm -hmm. the piano. And so um, I got into music at a really young age. I sang in the church choir, which <laughs> my parents um, took me to church when I was a kid. And um, I did a lot of art classes. In, in school, I loved art. So it started as visual art. I did paintings, um, drawings, and mixed media. And I did that pretty much all the way through um, high school. And I felt like singing, um, playing music, and arts were the things I was like really passionate about in my soul. Mm -hmm. But I also have a curiosity for numbers. And pretty much every subject in school, I was definitely a super nerd <laughs> in high school and you know before. Yeah. So um, I, you know, wanted to balance the uh, love of numbers mm -hmm. and kind of mm -hmm. organization with the creative side. Mm -hmm. So in college, I went ahead and I looked into like visual and media studies degree. So I learned about documentary studies and photographers, photography, cinematography, art history, and really dove deep into all of those different things. And along the way, I'd have friends ask me, hey, can you take photographs of me in my ballerina outfits? Mm -hmm. Or can you take headshots for me? Oh, my professor noticed that I had some skills with web stuff. And so he said, can you build me a website after I graduated? And then I ended up working on a project with him. And I went down to uh, Mexico and did some filming, cinematography, and contributed to a documentary film. And all of a sudden, I just see these all these requests coming in and me having the capacity to fulfill them. And I didn't even know that I was building my own arts business at the time. But since 2008, I've been billing for all these kind of assorted creative services. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of professors would try to steer me like, you know, my photography professor, you're really good at photography. You should really focus on this. Mm. And my bookmaking professor, like, you're really good at bookmaking. What if you focus on this? And as much as I loved getting into a subject or something, mm. I also love trying something new and challenging myself. Like I almost, it's not that I get bored, but I just really thrive off of new situations and new challenges. Yeah. So rather than kind of try to force myself into what everyone else was telling me to do, I said, let me just keep following these whims and see where it leads me. So yeah. it's led me into songwriting, performing on stage. Um, I don't know, like I've done a lot of, um, other creative work with graphic design and web design and, like I said, cinematography. So it's led me to many beautiful places. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm preaching that we should do what we feel passionate about. And that's why I also chose to outsource my accounting to triple tax. So what you can do is that you can try triple tax in 14 days for free if you need a new accounting system. And especially if your company is registered in Norway, I've also posted a link for you down here so you can check it out there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you had all these hobbies. You've always been creative. You've always had this in you. And you took photos for people. You got paid, blah, blah, blah. You kind of started your own business based on that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a hobby. And how do you monetize a hobby? How do you make a business out of a hobby? So That's yeah. a great question, yeah. So, I mean, I think along the way, you know, I started picking up more serious clients or bigger projects. And those actually took the form of like logo design and sort of branding work. So my biggest client to date has, um, I've been with for seven uh, iterations of their project. So about mm -hmm. seven, eight, seven, eight years. Um, and so I basically designed the logo for this conference called Beyond Impact. Um, and I did all of their print materials and everything at the beginning. Um, it was an in-person conference and then it moved online during the pandemic, but I've consistently kind of reworked the materials um, mm -hmm. based off of what I designed the first year. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really a branding project because it's about visual consistency and um, keeping that like kind of like visual language cohesive um, over seven years of time. And so I learned a lot through that and also realized actually branding is a place that um, I, where I could probably make the most impact and make the most uh, money in mm. my career. Mm. So I leaned into that a little mm. bit um, naturally because it helped pay the bills. Mm. Um, and then when it came to rebranding an entire skincare line, mm. it was not something I'd done before. Um, marketing is not something that I've really dove into a lot, but it's so reliant on creativity. And so one thing the business was lacking when we first, when I first started out was there was no head of creative. So I created that position um, because it's <laughs> you created, actually you, you created you know, the head of creative. I could be head of marketing, and the, like it yeah. technically is also what I do, which is why I'm now kind of claiming that I'm you know partially a business owner here because I am in the hiring and I'm in the creative, I'm in the marketing, mm. I'm figuring out what to do with like influencers talking about our products mm. and paid media. How are we showing our product to new people who've never seen it before? Um, how are we presenting at retail trade shows? Mm. Like recently we were in one here in New York um, kind of pitching ourselves to future buyers. So right now we're at CVS and Target mm. um, and I I'm proud that I helped with the decks that we presented to Target before we were um, accepted. And then it took about, I think, eight, ten, ten months from that presentation deck going out um, that wow. I helped work on. But the conversation has also started like about a year before. Yeah, so it takes a long time to get in the shelves, right? You don't yes. see the work that you're while. doing behind. Mm -hmm. Like if you see a beauty product or a makeup product or a mascara, they're probably been working two or three years to get in those Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I, I'm really thankful to my team who got us into those doors and like on the, you know, shelf basically with the buyers. Um, but then when I saw the deck as it was about to go out, I thought, ah, we need to, you know, fix some things here and there visually. Mm. So that was before we even had new brand guidelines, mm -hmm. but I already knew the direction we needed to go into. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's important to remind myself and just maybe you, since you don't know about this yet, the vision for the company mm-hmm. is that we are um, like a household, we become a household name, like a brand that women across the country and world just truly love mm-hmm. and trust and make, we want to make her feel like seen and safe and understood and all these ways, like make her feel loved in mm-hmm. a way that a brand can. Um, by their messaging, what we say, what we choose to celebrate. We honor teachers every, um, like at least a few times a year for end of school, back to school, teacher appreciation week. Um, we honor mothers, we honor family. We just, we really want to make sure that um, our messaging is all about love and connection and family because that's where we come from and mm-hmm. the kind of world that we want to see. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I got really excited about working on Liliana because we have millions of impressions. We have tons of people mm-hmm. um, looking at us on Amazon every day because mm-hmm. the brand started on Amazon. And I've never really had that big of a platform to share a message before. Um, you know, I've worked on small kind of theater projects and like mm-hmm. the conference, but you know, the 10 it's like smaller numbers and Mm. smaller impact so with this brand I'm getting in front of thousands millions of eyeballs every day and I think that I I feel some responsibility in that to put the best foot forward and to put something good into the world rather than just selling skincare if I were just selling skincare I wouldn't be interested Mm. what interests me is how can you genuinely contribute to a better world or make someone feel better because if you can just brighten one person's day it's worth it but here it is like an opportunity to brighten thousands or millions of women's lives or days just from giving them that one little moment for themselves to take care um yeah okay i'm taking a quick break here because the next one minute is going to be an ad in norwegian Ja, da vil jeg stolt snakke om min nye sponsor nemlig ajod produkter Ajodprodukter, det är er ett imponerande sällskap som har i all sin drift varit familjeeid och det står det stor respekt i. De har byggt sig upp sedan 70-talet och nu är er de i 19 land. Ajodprodukter säljer allt från kontormöbler, butikmöbler, inredning till konferenser, garderoba och till och med möbler till skolan. De har faktiskt allt vad du kan tänka till kontoret. Och många tror att ajodprodukter producerar vara utanför Europa, men det här stämmer faktiskt inte. De har många vara producerat i Europa i hög kvalitet och mye är er också egenproducerat. Hos ajodprodukter så får man mye för pengarna. Prisen, de är er förnuftig, så hvis du är er på utkik efter nya kontormöbler eller bara en enkel uppbevaringsbox, ett skap eller häve senkebord till hemkontoret, så lovar det. Ajodprodukter, de har så mycket på hemsidan deras. Så det är er bara att gå in och checka ut vad de har. Jag har lagt till en länk till hemsidan deras här i beskrivelsen och du, de levererar faktiskt till hela Norge. Yeah. That's kind of the that's the vision that I'm running with and um I think visuals do display that and do convey that message. You see that there's care and attention put into mm-hmm. a brand, mm-hmm. then you really feel mm-hmm. like there's something there. Yeah. I really um it's cool. Uh, and um I want to talk about the way um before you're talking about, you know, of course, this passion of yours, your creative passion, right? So you have 
one passion that you use in different areas of your life. You use it on the branding here, you use it on the photos, the editing, the design, everything around, right? Um, and and there is a fi- famous uh, book called Ikigai. Oh, yes. The Japanese guy. Definitely. The, the, because you're from Japan, right? Ikigai, yes. The, well, my family is half Your Japan, family, so. yeah. So you have the half. And that is, you know, the three threesome holy circle where you need to find something that you love doing. Also, that's something that the world needs, but also something you can get paid for. Mm-hmm. And if you can find this, you have your ikigai. Yeah. 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 What's your ikigai? Oh, I've done this activity many times and I I feel like it's always sounds so cliche because it always boils back down to like love, magic and connection. But I really <laughs> do. I felt so much love growing up, especially from my grandmother. Like when I think about her house, when I think about her smile, when I think about her essence, yeah. it was just like this warm, bright light, super loving and super nurturing um, and just it's hard to describe it. She's like one of the best people I've ever known. And so I would love to transmit that forward mm-hmm. with my life and everything that I do. So mm-hmm. when I was doing studio art and practice, mm-hmm. I would try to channel her love. And now I think I'm doing that a little bit by building a brand that like looks like it's for grandmothers or designed for that older style, mm-hmm. but also is hip and bright and young and could still be loved by younger women too. Um, so yeah, I think about I think about just like propelling that love forward and yeah. amplifying that. Um, because what has I, been your biggest challenge then up until now? How old are you? I am thirty three years 33 old. Thirty three years old, yeah, and you're nineteen eighty nine before the Berlin Wall fell. Okay. <laughs> and you're newly days. married as well. So yes. I want to talk about your marriage uh-huh. or about your 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 wedding because you were featured in the New York Times. Yeah. Um, and we want to go into more uh, like about challenges, you know, what's been your challenge in, in your life? What's, what's been your biggest, biggest challenge? And also like, I want to know your advice for others who also want to, you know, go into branding and go into the creative sides of a business, but tell us about your wedding first. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm like thinking right now, this is, I'm in this sweet spot right now where all of the dreaming I've done until this day is literally coming true mm-hmm. <laughs> like um when Retta and I first met we were walking around New York City and there was a there's like some street art that is all over the city but it says dream until it's your reality mm-hmm. and so we would see that everywhere and we kind of pointed each other like is that what's happening right now like is this the reality coming true of all the dreams that we've both had for a- ourselves like we both want to have a family and be grandparents and be old with someone. And that is one of our common like dreams. That's not everyone's dream, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we found that out the day we met, that that was something that we shared in common. How do you build um, you know, a family with someone? And you know, both of us were you know, holding off on that dream coming true because we hadn't found the right person. Mm-hmm. And so now that we were finding, found each other, we could make that dream come true. Um, and then there's just so much more to it than just starting a family. It's the day-to-day life. It's about building together, co-creating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm unique in that my parents actually worked together. They built a business together. So I've seen how that can work, how you can live together, work together, do everything together every day for 35 years or 40 years. Um, and so they've been a living example to me that it's normal or that it's true. It, it can happen. So to me, working together is like a dream. It's, it seems normal to me because I've always known that. And I grew up seeing that and I did see the challenges that that brings about, but I also saw the beauty of what you can build together and, um, 
you know, the legacy that you can create. Yeah. So yes, I'm married recently. I'm, you know, feeling like I'm on a cloud and I yeah. just want to stay there and float around. And it also feels like I went through a portal in some ways because I think, you know, marriage on the other side of marriage is actually something that I couldn't have even imagined before. Yeah. Um, it feels... What is that? What is the difference of being, yeah, I not married and married? I think it's just this, like this deep commitment and this sense of um, grounded energy like we're just we're solid together it's always going to be work like we're going to work on this relationship every day for the rest of our lives but because we want to and because we care so deeply about each other and I still feel like we're so young because if you think about the trajectory of being old together we are barely know each other right now it's yeah. been only two years that we've yeah. been in each other's orbits so it's exciting it's like We, we it's just I think in a bigger picture sense now than I did maybe like last year or when you're dating you're kind of taking it day by day month by month feeling it out you're putting your plans like not too far ahead like one year out two year outs but now you know we're thinking 10 years out 20 30 40 50 what's our 50th wedding anniversary gonna look like right <laughs> so speaking of the wedding actually I did want to mention that because I've been kind of decompressing and thinking about it and even in the planning process I said a few times and I stand by this this is one of the coolest like biggest art projects I've ever worked on and it's like one of the ones that I'm the most proud of in a way because it did all the things that I always try to do with everything that I do. It brought people together, it brought people to feel our love, not just my love and my family's love, but his love and our love together and his family's love together. I know it's like a storm is so yeah, epic the outside. Lightning was like, <laughs> wow. wow, lots of energy out there in the universe. Wow, yeah. Um, yeah. When you, just when you mentioned the word love, the lightning striked. Okay, I'm taking a quick break here because the next one minute is going to be an ad in Norwegian. Og nu har jeg lidt lyst til at snakke om min erfaring med min regnskabsfører, nemlig Bilagsfeber AS, som også er samarbejdspartner på den her episoden. Det har regnskabsfører er veldig dejligt altså. Selvom man kan gøre det selv, så er det mange faldgrupper og mange fejl, som til og med jeg har gjort i regnskabet mitt endda er vil si at jeg er over gjennomsnittet god på trippeltex. Um, Bilagsfeber er jo eksperter i trippeltex, så jeg oppdager jo nye funktioner hver eneste dag som jeg ikke visste om. Og da er det deilig å ha noen som, som kan det. Eh, og som også må spesialisere sig på startups, scale-ups og små selskaper. Det gjør bilagsfeber. Eh, de er enkel å samarbeide med, og ja, hjelper mig å minne på de, de reglene man faktisk må følge da, som... Eh, som en bedriftseier. Så jeg vil anbefale dig, hvis du nu er ute efter en regnskapsfører som også har fast pris, så vil jeg sjekke ut linken som jeg har lagt i beskrivelsen her, bilagsfeber.no. Gå så gjerne inn og følg dem på Instagram, bilagsfeber.as. De er helt ny der. Så gå in og støtt og følg med. Oh, we continue. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm also obsessed with like serendipity and synchronicity. Yeah. Those are my two favorite concepts, um, and that's just like another example Let's of talk it. About that, that's very like you know serendipity. Like things is gonna is happening as they are supposed to happen. Yeah, and if yeah. you dream or manifest your dream life, it will happen. Mm-hmm. If you have a clear vision for where you're going, you know that you will achieve this. 
Absolutely. And that's something that I've always known. And as an artist, you know, before you set out to do a project, you always have this idea or this vision. Yeah. And then you figure out any way possible to make it happen. But I think the other thing I've learned along the way is that the most beautiful thing is I, I saw this as a piece of art in San Francisco one day. It said, it will be even more beautiful than you could possibly imagine, mm -hmm. something to that extent. Mm -hmm. And I never knew who the artist was, and it just was up there in different places, kind of like mm -hmm. seeing dream until it's your reality. And that has come true in so many ways, because as much as you try to control or lead or you know vision the perfect end result, it always changes along the journey. Mm -hmm. And if you trust and you really keep mm -hmm. leaning into the essence, mm -hmm. you will, you know, find that it's even better than you could have possibly imagined. So that's how the wedding turned out too. We ended up doing four events themed off of the different elements, water, uh, wind, water, earth, and fire. Um, and we had our family and friends come together and just experience magic. We've been getting messages from people like, what just happened? That was mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Like just so much positive feedback. Um, and some of that was also like, we didn't just, you know, throw up a wedding website from a template. I built the website from scratch. I made a logo for us. I created like some visual assets and like made those consistently used throughout the whole process. Mm -hmm. Made beautiful email newsletters, like really intense, best spreadsheets of my life. I was like so organized on like every row and column with like what are people's dietary restrictions and all of the flight info and where they're staying and who they're coming with and all of these things. Like it just felt like the biggest eight month art project of my life. And then we came to like this beautiful result. We had amazing musicians from all over the world come in, many of whom were friends of ours and they were playing beautiful music that was moving people. And then there was breath work every day. So there was a lot of intentionality about connecting with yourself, connecting with each other, connecting with the earth and the environment. Um, so it was all very intentional and very much a full-time job on top of my full-time job. So now I have all this time to come and speak to you yeah. and <laughs> go and do other things. Yes, and um, what happens after? And you what happened figure now? That out. Yeah, it's only been two, three weeks since yeah. then. So we've really just been, like I said, decompressing. Um, we spent time with family. We've been really quiet, actually, and just been like going inward, reflecting. And we haven't really gone and done anything social. We've had to cancel a lot of things because we are still kind of just not in shock, but just recovering in a way because it almost was like giving birth. Like on the night of the final event, I <laughs> ended up like just sobbing like not I wasn't unhappy it was it was just that I was completely exhausted exhausted and drained of like yeah. everything and all my friends were like it's okay I was like why am I crying on my wedding night but they're like you just pulled off something extraordinary yeah you know and everyone recognized that and I did feel like the mother just like I have been given birth but I was just like that was you know when you do a Oh, sorry. Keep hitting that. When you do a big creative project, it always does feel like a part of you yeah. is left. Like you've put a, something out into the world and then you watch it grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, this is just an event, right? So it happened once. It happens. It's like a split of a moment and then it's over. Mm -hmm. And then now you're going forward. So what is, what is your goal? What is your next goal? What is your plans? 
going forward? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that's actually what I'm thinking about right now and why I'm really enjoying this conversation is because I can look back at all of the trends and patterns that have happened till now. Like I said, I feel like now I've gone through this portal where everything is like a little bit magnified yeah, and yeah. I'm really like looking at my life in a bigger picture sense. Um, and my big vision for myself, a piece actually that I didn't share with you is that I was an art teacher in mm -hmm. public schools mm -hmm. for six and a half years mm -hmm. in between all of the other things that I've done. Um, and that also felt like, uh, you know, a creative effort and a big, big, big energy that I put into that. Like in the classroom with middle schoolers, I was teaching all kinds of different like uh, self-expression methods through the arts um, and through music and through theater. And so I would love to actually figure out a way to make an impact in education in the U.S. I think it's a field that is you know, in some deep need of love mm -hmm. and attention. Um, and I think just being in it so deeply for six and a half years, I felt myself burning out and I felt like this part of me becoming jaded and I just couldn't stand that feeling because I wanted to preserve like the love and the essence of myself that came into the teaching field. Um, and I could feel like as long as I was kind of in the system, I was getting worn down, just like I think a lot of other people have as well. And I would love to be able to contribute some of my creative energy towards like back into um, schools yeah. and teaching young people to really dive into their creative you know, side and what's inside, because I think everyone fundamentally deep down is an artist in their own way. It doesn't yeah. mean you have to draw well or paint well or anything like that. Like, in fact, I noticed if I really sat down and I drew and focused, I could make something look kind of lifelike. But at the end of the day, that's not really what art's about. It's about doing something that's true to you. And mm. it can be anything that you do. Mm. It can be cooking. It could be the way you like love your friends. It could be um, gardening. It could be a sport you play. Like You can literally put your creative energy into anything that you do. Wow, and I so like I like this. to teach that to youth. So I'm happy that I taught or I came across thousands of different um, young people across the time that I was teaching as an art teacher. And I would love to continue to inspire. Maybe that means I'm going into schools and giving some talks on career day, or maybe I'm doing workshops with artists, or maybe I'm teaching art teachers how to do some of the things that I used to do. So, so what would your, be your best, what would be your best tips then for others who want to use their creative energy in their work? Yeah. It, what, what, what would you do? What would your advice be? I think what it is, is I think that every, there's a little part of us that loves to create something mm -hmm. when we're young. And I think my advice is to like follow that urge or follow that desire. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the times in my classroom, it wouldn't be super structured like here, draw this face and draw it exactly like this. Mm -hmm. It would be like, here are the materials. This is how you use them. This is how you can get some effects, like explore and play. Um, especially for middle schoolers, I found that that worked because, um, you know, there's like a little bit of them that wants to like break the rules because mm -hmm. that's the age they are. They want to like do what you're the opposite of what you're telling them. So if I could just like kind of coax them into the direction of what they truly just wanted to do and explore and e express, 
beautiful results came out. It's like sometimes just like very healing work. Like they might make a piece about like a loved one that they lost, or they might make a piece about like their, like how they felt they had a split personality, or they might make a piece about the depression that they're going through, or write a poem about like feeling sad. And those moments, like I saw, like unlocked this like healing inside of a lot of young people when they realize that creating and exploring doesn't always have to be about making something quote beautiful it's about expression yeah and letting something out and I think actually that's part of the most um that's one of the most powerful things that art can do is it can heal wounds because sometimes these things like kind of fester inside of you and you don't express them mm -hmm. and then they just kind of sit there and don't get released and so I think art can really help you like purge and express and like move forward and like basically get you unstuck i think so much of like depression and anxiety and all these things that build up are about stuck energy and art whether it's singing or making music or painting or drawing or making a video like all these different things skateboarding you know surfing like all these different things could be art um it's about like finding that thing that helps you let go and move forward and find your flow yeah so that would be my advice, I guess, to like yeah. use what you like as a creative method, what, you know, find that what it is that like sets your soul on fire mm -hmm. and then move towards that and play with it and know that it doesn't have to be like your career, quote, quote, can also be something that's like on the side, but it also might just like enhance your career. Yeah. Like they're not separate to me. Like mm -hmm. I think art is can be infused into any direction or any yeah, field you Yeah, your whole life into. can be art if you wanted to. Your whole life can be art. That's where I would be leading towards. Like at the end of my life, I'd love to look back at it and be like, wow. My life was that art. That was an art project. Like the whole thing was one big art project. Exactly. So when you, know. you die, you are like, I'm going to sell this painting or whatever. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, let's talk about money because this is the last question that I always ask everyone in this podcast. And if you got one million dollars right now, only for you, only for you to do, spend on whatever you wanted, what would you do with that? My goodness. You know what? I was asked this question when I was in fifth grade and I said I would start a school. I thought that it was enough money to start a school. <laughs> But I do wonder if I would um, start some type of school. Maybe it's not the school that I envisioned when I was a kid. You know, I thought it's a school like the one that I went to where, you know, you have teachers and like classrooms like, but maybe it would be a school for creative expression or finding your passion. And um, I would love for there to be a youth wing, like a youth focus for sure, um, because I think that Uh, that's been a big, big passion of mine. That's something that I used to do that I felt set my soul on fire that I don't have as like present in my day-to-day -day life now. So I would love to bring that back, um, but amplify it again. Like maybe it's me training other teachers or something like that. But yeah, maybe start some type of art center where I yeah. could really lean into like what I call the Marissa magic. That would be the name of the serum maybe. Marissa magic. <laughs> just, just spreading that um, passion and light. Yeah, let's see Marisa Magic come to life. Um, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Well, I'm on a lot of the platforms. I'm on LinkedIn as Marissa K. Bergman. Still haven't changed my name there yet. Um, I'm on Instagram. My handle's My Heart Sings with three eyes. <laughs> I will post the yeah. links to your socials down below. And let's say thank you for you joining thank here you in so Business much. Talk. I don't know if I got to tell you by challenge. I don't know if you need that. 
No. No, you'll be... We are, we are very good. Okay. Okay. We wrapped around it all. You talked about challenges, about, you know, your marriage and about... You also talked about that you were burned out, right? Oh, But you didn't... yeah, that was my challenge. Yeah. Definitely, like having that little... Do you want to tap into that a bit? Just, you know, like when your soul's on yeah. fire for something and then you feel it dying, yeah, you want to protect challenge. it. Yeah. Before it goes out, you want to like protect it mm. and keep it like that little flame there so mm. it doesn't completely go out. So mm. I think that's what I did mm. by stepping away. Um, but I'm confident that I'll... You stepped away from back. the teaching, teaching, but now it's coming back. That maybe means that it was your passion, but you did it in a wrong way. Yeah, it's like, you know, and maybe it doesn't have to be inside of the container of school and doesn't have to be for the young people only. Like mm -hmm. maybe it's bigger and it's for all generations, like intergenerational, just like the brand I'm building. <laughs> yeah, that might be, that might be. Yeah. It can also, yeah, play, going to play in a lot of different things in life. It doesn't have to be one way. It doesn't have to be one path. Uh, you just gotta find yourself and be true to yourself and find what you like doing because one thing that I've learned during this this process and during this trip because it is a process for me being here in New York um I've learned that there is there is actually no meaning in life there is just you and you gotta find a mission and you better just find that mission and enjoy the ride mm, and if you enjoy can the journey enjoy the journey because life is a journey it's ups and downs and there's For three years you do this, for three years you do that, for three years you meet this person, for this, you know, you always keep developing. And if you're always curious and want to learn more about yourself, I think you will get closer to enjoying it even more. Yes, next time I want to interview you. You have so much beautiful, <laughs> so many beautiful things to share. So thank you so much for having me today. Yeah. And for asking such thoughtful questions. Thank you for being on the show. See you guys in the next episode. Bye.